Welcome to the Effortless Swimming Podcast, the show that helps swimmers and triathletes love the water, become a better swimmer, and live a better life. Here's your host, Brenton Ford. Welcome to the Effortless Swimming Podcast. My guest today is Ben DeRivez from Breca. Uh, ben, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me on. So, Ben, I can't, well, I I heard about you through a mutual friend, John Hancock, who is very heavily into swim run events. And you run the, the Breca swim run events, which are a whole bunch of events in New Zealand and the, the UK, specifically swim run events. So uh, for those people listening, can you give just a bit of background on, I guess, uh, your background and then Breca itself? Sure, sure. Um, so uh, my background from a sporting perspective, do you mean? or? Yeah, so just sort of how did you come to run to organize uh, swim run events and I guess some really well-known swim, swim run events now because okay. uh, I've got a lot of athletes who come to our camps and come to our clinics and, and do our coaching that uh, that are doing the, the Brecker events on a, an annual basis now. So you've, uh, you've sort of got something really good going here. So how did it all sort of come about? Sure. Okay, thanks. Yeah, um, so my background, I mean, I used to, so I, I, I live in London and uh, I used to work in finance. And while I was, wor- I was working very, very long hours, completely desk bound at the beginning of my career, and I needed some sort of an out. And I found that out in endurance sport. And I just got really, really into events and sort of did, did the classic thing of starting off with uh, some short distance runs, um, got into triathlon, then got into some quite extreme triathlons, ultra running. And as time went by, just started trying to find more and more extreme events. Uh, and typically, the, the sort of things that I was looking for with these races, you know, when you're, I think when you're, I just wanted to complete get away from it and immerse myself in beautiful landscapes somewhere. You know, normally there was a bit of a trip involved. I might have to get a flight or drive for a number of hours to get get out somewhere like as far away as possible, um, sort of clear my headspace. Years and years and years uh, went by doing these events. And finally, I came across this uh, event called the Otelo in Sweden. And this, the Otelo was the first ever swim run race. Uh, and so in 2012, myself and one of my racing buddies turned up to do this event. We were woefully underprepared. Um, we hadn't even, we hadn't, we'd never trained together. Um, we had not prepared our kits. We hadn't practiced with the kit. We just thought we'd turn up and have a go. Uh, did the event and absolutely fell in love with the sport. It was just, it was the most fun I'd ever had racing. And it was sort of the confluence of all of the things that I look for in endurance sports. Um, and I, I think that's really down to the format. So for the uninitiated swim run is a, a it's a clearly self-evidently it's a swimming and running event. Uh, but perhaps what's not so clear is that uh, the format, uh, means you race as a pair, so you race in a team of two, and you have to stick together at all times. Some people ask, you know, can you do? Can one person do the runs? Can one person do the swims? Absolutely not. You're doing it side by side and supporting each other through this course. And the the second thing is that uh, there are multiple swims and multiple runs um, uh, on on these courses. So a course could have anywhere from four swims and five runs up to something like, I don't know, 10 or 11 swims and uh, 12 runs. Uh, because you're chopping and changing and getting in and out of the water all, all the time, 
you actually can't that you, you actually can't have a set of clothes for each of the transitions like you might have with um, triathlon. So instead, what people the way the sport has evolved is that people just wear they, they essentially wear the kit that they started with throughout the race. So you have to run in your wetsuit and you have to swim in your trainers. Uh, so it's <laughs> that sounds like a lot when you first when you first hear about it. The thought of running in a wetsuit just sounds horrendous. But actually, I'd say the dirty little secret of swim run is that it's not so bad. And actually, the uh, wetsuit manufacturers are getting behind the sport and starting to produce swim run specific suits, which make the whole task much easier than perhaps it sounds. Yeah, well, it's, uh, I did a, an event about two years ago now um, with John as, as my partner. And I had an old wetsuit. I cut it up. I cut the sleeves off. And I hadn't tried it, hadn't tested it at all. And I got... I got the worst chafe under my arm from the the sleeve because there was sort of a bit of wetsuit material that that was sort of catching every time that I ran, and I think I've still got the scar today from that. So having the the manufacturers start to make swim run specific wetsuits is a is a great thing, um, just based on my own experience. Because the event that I did with John was about it was eight to ten kilometers of swimming and close to forty k's of running in the end, and it sounds like a lot, and I sort of talk about that now i think geez that is a long way but it actually it goes relatively quick when it's broken up into so many different legs like it's just a it's a it's quite a a different sport than anything that i've i've done before and what do you think the appeal is of why is why is there so much momentum behind the sport at the moment where does it uh yeah where's that appeal lie for most people sure um yeah uh I think it's. Uh, I think a lot of the people who come into the sport, you get people who are coming into it from, um, you know, with running backgrounds, with trail running backgrounds. You get a lot of triathletes coming into it, and a lot of um, open water swimmers. And I think that the the, the, the appeal is multifaceted. Um, I think that the uh, there's a real sense of camaraderie at the events. Um, I found that when you're doing like individual endurance sports you tend to have your head down at the events and be very focused on your own performance. And rightly so, you know, you're, you're, you're there to race and you're there to do well. Uh, the difference then with a swim run is that your starting point is that you're racing with someone else and you're working at someone else's pace. And it just tends to lead to a more relaxed atmosphere at the events, almost like a sort of festival, like everyone talks to each other. There's great camaraderie out on the course. And then you have the, the aspect of, uh, the element of, um, racing with you know your your best swim run buddy by your side which is just really really cool um so that's really unique i think the second thing is that um the courses themselves are really there's a real draw to the locations that that swim runs typically take place in, and and especially the locations that we tend to look for uh, i think you know this is something that uh is particularly true for triathletes there's um uh it's quite common if you look at a lot of triathlon courses, and this is not to take anything away from triathlon, it's just the, the way the sport is structured. It's quite common that you might have a circular swim leg followed by a bike that goes in a loop around uh, wherever the swim uh, transition point was and a similar course for the run. And conceptually, I think that's great for racing, but conceptually for me, that doesn't get my juices flowing. Whereas in a swim run race, the places that we look for, we look for really wild locations uh beautiful beautiful places to run uh we um we we look for places where we're 
off artificial surfaces where we're away from man-made structures where we can really put our athletes in something that's really wild and um, extreme. Uh, so, and, and then the courses themselves, uh, if you look at our routes, they tend to be um, sort of these point-to-point events that take you on this journey through the places that, um, that we've selected for our courses. And in our experience, we find that even people who have lived in the um, lived locally to our events sometimes find that they uh, are taken to places that they've never actually been to before, even though it's right on their doorstep. So I think that conceptually those courses are really, you know, it's a really exciting um, experience to race them. And, you know, and uh, I guess the third thing, and this is probably particularly interesting for your, uh, for your listeners who have a swimming background, is that swim, the swim run events often have a much, the, the emphasis on swimming, on the swimming um, element, I'd say, is much, is much higher than within triathlon. I mean, you can, turn up and you can turn up to an Ironman triathlon and you can be awful in the swim. And it probably, if you're good, if you're strong on the bike and strong on the run, it won't make too much difference to your day. Um, you know, obviously it'd be better to go quickly in the swim, but it's not going to make or break your race. Um, whereas in swim run, if you're a strong swimmer, that is really going to, uh, that is really going to um, impact your performance and you're going to have a really, really good day. So I think it's, it's just, it's great that, you know, I, I tend to be strongest on the swim than on the other uh the other, uh, I, I tend to be strongest on the swimming stages and it's great to have a sort of multi-sport event where, you know, the swimmers are rewarded for their abilities. Yeah. You certainly don't get that in triathlon, do you? It's, uh, um, yeah, not even close, but with the swim run event, with it being, you know, some of your events are up to like, close to 10 K of swimming. So you've really got to be, be strong on the swim. And I'm going to ask you a tough question now and it's like choosing your favorite child, but what's your favorite course that, that Brecker does? Oh, that is really difficult. This is Sophie's <laughs> choice. Uh, that's really tough. That's really tough. I mean, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to give you a politician's answer. <laughs> yeah, I thought you might. Uh, and I don't blame yeah. you either. But uh, is it what, uh, yeah, so look, what? I, actually, I'm going to answer that a different way. I think that the, the cool thing about these events is that the course, like, there's no set distances that people are looking to achieve with a swim run. So we don't go out and say, Okay, we found this place we think will work, and we've got a we've 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 got this arbitrary distance that we've got to fit a course around. We don't have to do that. Instead, we can turn up somewhere and just say, "What is the coolest course that we can put together, and what makes sense for this location?" And what that leads to is really really different um, uh, courses on uh, all of the different locations that we work on. So, if, take the example of our New Zealand series. We've got two events in New Zealand, Breca Bay of Islands and Breca Wanaka. Now, Breca Wanaka has got 45 kilometers of running, 8.5 kilometers of swimming. Um, it's, for those of you that don't know Wanaka, it's, I'm, sure, I'm sure most of you do, but it's sort of you know, South Island, mountains, lake, um, trails. That is clearly a course that you know rewards both strong swimmers, but there's big emphasis on running. I mean, 45 kilometers running is no joke, particularly when you've got all of the, that swimming to do around it. Uh, the other uh, other place, Breck Bay of Islands, has got only 25 kilometers of running, but 8.5 kilometers of swimming. And then on the swim, instead of being lake bound, you're in uh, you're actually in the sea, which can get pretty wild. So, you know that clearly 
is a course which favours the strongest swimmers. And actually, in the, in the inaugural event that we had this year, we had a lot of really, really strong um, ocean swimmers uh, from New Zealand and Australia coming to take part. Um, so, yeah, I think that's the cool thing is that, you know, you just get such a huge uh, variety between the different courses. And I, I just think that's that's one of the really exciting aspects of the sport. Yeah, that's really cool. And one thing that I, I like to do when I'm either running or, or swimming or riding is like you look at the map and you go and after you've done like a big run or swim or, or ride and you look at the map and you see where you've gone, to me that's mm. really exciting. It's that sort of sense of adventure. So mm-hmm. I sort of look at a few different spots. Uh, like there's there's the rip in in Melbourne, which is the entrance to the, the Port Phillip Bay. And there's a race that they run there. And I did that last year. And just to sort of look at the map and go, that's really cool. I swam from that point to that point. And sort of, you know, all about how much water flows through there. And it's quite a a dangerous part of the part of the ocean there. And to to look at that and go, I've I've swum that is a really rewarding thing to do. And the same thing with the swim run events. The the one I did was down in the Mornington Peninsula. I don't think they run it anymore. But um, again, it was just quite a distance. And when, when you see that on the on the map, it's, it's a it's a really uh, a good thing to sort of have as uh, of what you've accomplished. So particularly like looking at the Bay of Islands course, that's uh, that's really exciting. It looks a little bit like the Otolo course in terms of there's so many different islands and runs and swims in it that uh, that I think that seems to be a, a big appeal for for people, and I can I can see why, which is uh, which is really cool. So I mean, what uh, do you do you participate in these events or do you, you're just busy running them on the day oh man i wish i could i get a serious <laughs> case of fomo whenever we hold one of our events i'm just yeah, sitting okay. on the sidelines sort of looking a bit glum watching everyone <laughs> like charging around the course now at the moment i've got to be the guy with a clipboard sort of you know helping put things together but i'm hoping i can put my racing shoes back on one day and actually race alongside some of the guys who are doing the event the only thing is that I, I really feel like if I do do that, now the pressure is on. I'm really going to have to perform. It's got to be a top. It's got to be a top ten or top five place. Otherwise, it's uh, not going to be good. Yeah, that's uh, that's it. Well, uh, <laughs> you've, you've got. Uh, is it six events that Brecker runs now? Yeah, we've got four events in the UK and two in New Zealand. And are there plans for any more locations, or it's it's really just about making the current events as, as good as they can be and. Um, making sure they all run smoothly or you're sort of looking elsewhere as well for, for more courses? We're always looking for more courses. So we'd love to hear recommendations from your listeners. Get up, Jump onto the Breakfast Swim Run website. Send us, if you know an area that you think is going to be perfect for swim run, jump onto the contact page and send us a message. Um, I mean, having said that, we're, you know, so yeah, we are looking for more courses. I think what we're also trying to do is um, uh, put a system in place to allow for people who, racing our series to compete against each other and we're going to be announcing details of this shortly but that's going this year that's going to consist i said this year in 2019 that's going to mean a uh, national championship both in the uk and we'll also have a, a sort of southern hemisphere championship with our new zealand events so i think that's going to be really cool awesome yeah that's uh, that's exciting i'm i'm definitely going to do one one day whether it be next year or the the year after uh yeah whether it's be one of the New Zealand events, but uh, I'd love to uh, love to do it because I can't ride a bike to save myself, but I can swim and I can run. So that's uh, yeah, that's why swim run uh, appeals to me. And um, yeah, it's I appreciate that you've been able to to put these events together. Was it 
was it harder or what you expected putting this stuff to, together uh, when you first got into it? Was it, was it yeah, how, uh, how challenging was it from a, I guess, an organization perspective uh, compared to what you thought going in? If anyone had told me how hard it was to say it, Brenton, I probably wouldn't be talking to you today. <laughs> um, no, it, it is it's, it's challenging. I mean, I think that, you know, they're, they're challenging courses to race. And anything where you put putting people into the water in that many num- that all those different locations, it's going to be really difficult to actually deliver your duty of care and look after people. Mm. Um, so, you know, there is a big piece involved in making sure that, you know, we, we do want to take people to these sort of beautiful wild places, but we also want to make sure that we, we're, we're looking after everyone. And so getting that bit right is a lot of work, but, um, um, you know, it's e- even with that, it's been such a cool journey getting to where we are. I, you know, wouldn't have done it any other way. Mm. Yeah, I've probably found a similar thing with our, uh, like with the open water swims that we do at our Hawaii camp and Hawaii camp as well. It's uh, you want to be able to give people the kind of best, uh, the best experience in the, the swim and, and that sense of adventure and fun and freedom. But you also have to do it within the, I guess, the constraints of making sure that everyone's fine at the end of it so it's that it's that fine balance between the the two um but it's it's really well worth it like we did it we ran our hawaii camp this year for the first time in march and we did the the waikiki rough water course so it's, it's uh. three three and a bit odd k's like we just sort of swum it as a group and um myself and the other coach we were out there on on paddle boards just making sure everyone's everyone's fine and it went really well but it's still like you've got to be on your toes when you're, you're doing it and uh but it, there, it was that it was just awesome being like i don't know about 500 600 meters out from the the beach and it's just this clear day glassy water and everyone just had a had a great time in the swim everyone made it and uh yeah it was just it's really rewarding to to be able to do that in the end but um as a, as an organizer in the back of my mind i'm thinking i'm checking everyone making sure they're okay looking out for boats and everything it's uh so you can't relax as the organizer but you can really relax if you're in there doing the event and that's that's what it i guess your responsibility as a as a coach or as an organizer um whereas everyone else gets to enjoy it and you just have to uh just make sure things run to plan absolutely yeah and um we've had some we've had some pretty good tests of our of our planning uh, do you guys think in miles or kilometers now it's miles right uh kilometers kilometers okay um so we we one of our events in um one of our events in wales it's called brecker gower and gower is this area it's southwest wales and it's you know it's a pretty famous surfing spot so it does you know it on on the right in the right sort of conditions it can it can get you know the beaches can they can really go there and uh, the day before the the night before the inaugural event last year, we had about 115, 120 kilometers an hour of winds sort of yeah. sweeping through the area. And I mean, it calmed down on the day, but you can imagine the effect that that had on the the, the swell and the currents and, and everything else. It was um, it was really tough. But um, that's the that's the that's I think that's all part of you know that's the cool thing about these. Um, these races, I think, is that you can really find yourself um, tested in some um, in, in, in some in some really interesting conditions. And actually, the guys who the guys who did best in that event, we had a number of GB triathletes and a number of really top Ironman racing there. And the guys who who won were actually 
a couple of local surfers who could just <laughs> who were just happy as Larry in those conditions, and they just knew exactly what lines to take and could read the sea really, really well. Uh, I think <laughs> I think it's uh, got up the nose of some of the other competitors. A bit, but, um, yeah, oh, that's fantastic. Well, um, what's the what's the next event that you've got coming up? Our next event is uh, so we're we're on the UK leg of our sort of global series now. The next event that we've got is a race called Brecker Jersey. Jersey is an island in the Channel Islands. It's um, probably quite a stupid, foolhardy place to get into a swim run. It has the second biggest tidal range in the world. Um, so, how many meters tides? Whoa. Ten meter. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the island doubles in size every day. <laughs> Jeez, and it's... how how's that affect the? I guess they're probably not in the water long enough for it to be too much of an impact, but it, I guess it does. Yeah, it, it would really change some of the points during the race. Like, how did yeah, how did you find that works for everyone? Well, um, what we what we what we found. So it's the this will be the third year that we've run it. So you know we we it's 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 okay. It's an amazing location. Like it's this beautiful beautiful island of the Channel. Uh, really warm waters incredible trails going around the island beautiful bays like great swimming it's it's fantastic but yeah the tides are definitely a factor and actually it doesn't tend to affect the guys in the water too much i mean there's you know clearly there's a lot of water moving around but we pick the locations so that they're not you know swimming against currents that they've just where they're going to go nowhere really the main impact is on um uh, the lengths of the different run and swim legs because, uh, you know, you can imagine if you're doing a 10-hour race where the winners finish at six and the slowest team finishes, let's say, 10 hours, uh, the, guys, the guys at the back are going to have a very different race to the guys at the front, particularly the back end of the course. Mm. Um, so, yeah, there's a bit of organizational sort of jiggery-pokery just to make sure that, you know, we're, we're on top of that. But, yeah, <laughs> they just have two different races. You know, the swim, the swim distance is different, the run distance is different. But, again, you know, that's all part of the excitement. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's uh, that's very exciting. So, I'll um, I'm gonna I'm gonna commit now to to doing a a, a Brecker event in at least yeah 2019 or or uh, 2020 over in New Zealand, and uh, yeah, really looking forward to it because I've heard great things from from a number of different people and um, quite a few people who have who did it this year in New Zealand and who are doing it again next year, and uh, yeah, and they they really enjoyed it. So, I appreciate you being on the podcast and sharing how it all started for you and appreciate you putting together these sorts of events because I can imagine they're not easy to run and organize and a lot would go into it, but um, well worth it for the people who attend. So I appreciate you being on the podcast. Thanks very much for having me. It's been great. I enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to the Effortless Swimming Podcast. If you'd like us to help you become a faster, more efficient swimmer, go to www.effortlessswimming.com.